Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're single and bored, you inevitably find yourself on a dating site. Most of us have been there. Maybe it's to look for something serious, or maybe just to make fun of the ridiculous descriptions and pictures people use on those things. But either way, you've probably found yourself on Tinder at least once in your lifetime. Don't lie to me, I'm the Illuminati. I know all, right? So laying on your couch in PJs, scrolling through one of the most popular dating apps of all time, you might just be having a blast. Swipe left to see the person that literally put their face on their cat as their main picture. Swipe right on the person who seems too good to be true. It's a game as old as time. Well, as old as 2012 when the app soft launched. But while you drink your wine and swipe your fingers so much that your fingers hurt, the people on your screen might not be exactly what they seem. Tinder is ripe with scams and scammers who are waiting for the unsuspecting scroller to pounce. Sometimes it's just bots. They're so good that they can hold a conversation with you and make you feel like you've made a new best friend or a possible love interest. But soon they're asking you to play games or suggesting a chat app to move the conversation to. And sure, that sounds fun and innocent, but it's not. The link sends you to a place that will casually gather all of your most important data. How fun, right? Well, the list of scams definitely goes on, but the most famous wasn't done by any bot at all. It was just a con artist. And this one was named Simon Laviv, and he is the epitome of a con man. With a history of fraud and identity theft, he looked to Tinder to scam unsuspecting women out of their money. Through the use of love bombing, manipulation, and a flashy lifestyle, he was able to convince women to give everything to him, even if they didn't have anything to give. Some took out loan after loan after loan to help the man that they thought truly loved them. They were catapulted into debt, and none the wiser that the man that they thought they knew was all a lie. What started for his victims as a simple swipe on Tinder turned into their worst nightmare. While some fell in love with the notorious con man, others believed that they were just helping someone who had become a close friend. He convinced them that he was in incredible danger and longing to support him, they handed over their money to the supposed billionaire to keep him safe. In the story of Twist and Turns, the case of the Tinder swindler is one that left everyone with their mouths on the floor. But how did he do it? How did the Tinder swindler con millions of dollars from his victims? And why does it seem like he just keeps getting away with it? I don't know what he is capable of. I don't understand how someone can be so Netflix documentary, I the feel Tinder bad for swindler. something that I didn't done. No, I feel bad for what other happened to myself. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Multi-Level Mondays here on Tuesday, the very lovely Valentine's Day. Thought it was kind of fitting to move it from a Monday to a Tuesday. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're going to be talking about the Tinder swindler. When I saw Simon's pictures, he had the kind of look that I like. You've probably heard of him from the Netflix show that blew up a couple years ago, but the beginning of his story actually started years before any of us learned about the man who was basically running his own Tinder Ponzi scheme. Back in 2011, Simon, whose real name is Simon Hayut, was already running up some scams and schemes in his birth country of Israel. 
When he was charged with theft, forgery, and fraud after stealing checkbooks and cashing stolen checks, he decided to flee the country. And this is essentially where the Tinder swindler truly began. After forging a passport and winding up in Finland, Simon went to work building up his fortune. Of course, he wouldn't dare to do this the hard way or the legal way. No, he would do it by faking loving relationships with women and scamming them out of their money. The first time he tried to do this, the plan didn't last quite as long as I'm sure he would have hoped. Just four years after fleeing Israel, he was caught by authorities in Finland. In 2015, he was found guilty of defrauding three women and was sentenced to two years in jail. And after serving time for those crimes, he went back to Israel to be recharged for his original crimes, only for, you guessed it, him to escape once again. And wouldn't you know it, it doesn't seem like he learned his lesson. He just assumed a new identity and kept right on going. Introducing Simon Lviv. His scam was relatively simple, though chaotic at the same time. It started with the profile. His Tinder screamed that he was a good choice. He was stylish, very obviously rich, and seemed like a kind, calm guy. He wore designer clothing, he drove nice cars, and he was an immediate gentleman to any girl that was unlucky enough to cross his path. Someone looking for a man that could offer them adventure, a fun lifestyle, and maybe a little luxury would be sucked into the facade. Then the real wooing kicked in. Simon was nothing short of incredible. He would fly them to luxurious dinners, take them on private jets, and bombarded them with the most beautiful of gifts. As the women became enthralled with him, he did everything he could to convince them of his billionaire status. He surrounded himself with bodyguards and associated himself with the diamond empire, Lviv Diamonds, even going so far as to call himself the Prince of Diamonds. Of course, I started to Google because you always Google everyone you're supposed to go on a date with. His father is this diamond tycoon. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, another diamond guy. <laughs> By all accounts, in the beginning, he seemed perfect. The only problem is that with all of these expensive gifts, the luxury and the lifestyle, they were all being financed by various other victims. The next girl would merely end up financing the others. It was a massive dating Ponzi scheme and the women were none the wiser. In the middle of the night, I get a picture of Peter, Simon's bodyguard. Simon is writing, Peter Simon sends me a voice like, note. Because of the situation, the security but, and everything, they told me I'm not allowed to use my credit card. Just as they felt comfortable enough in the long distance relationship Simon had secured with each of the women, he would suddenly flip the script with shock and awe. One day he would send them voice messages, texts, and videos claiming that he and his bodyguard were under attack. His enemies were after him. Under normal circumstances, this would feel like a ludicrous story, but he was a billionaire in one of the most dangerous industries and therefore he had some proof. So he was believable to a degree. He would tell his victims that he needed to go into hiding. His money and riches were no longer safe for him to use. And this is where they would need to come to his rescue. They loved him after all, didn't they? He started off slow, just asking them to send their credit card information. And why wouldn't they? He had paid for everything. He clearly had the money, so there was no reason to think that he wouldn't pay them back. But slowly and surely, the asks got more intense. Now he needed money to run and hide. It's not just a card anymore. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans that the women were being asked to take out to make sure that he was secure and safe. Eventually, they started asking questions. And wouldn't you if you were being asked to constantly spend money that you don't have on someone that's supposed to be a billionaire? Well, Simon had a way to calm them down. It was simple. He would just send them a fake document that showed he had wire transferred them over $500,000. That would do the trick. However, even this little sign of good faith wouldn't last very long because a fake $500,000 wasn't going to help the women who had just gone into an insurmountable amount of debt. 
And it certainly didn't convince them that he was good on his word either. Sometimes his fake sign of paying the women back came in the form of a diamond watch, one that was actually fake, by the way. Still, some of them would stay after he convinced them that his danger was their danger too. If his enemies were after him, it was incredibly likely that they would be after the women as well. After all, the best way to hurt someone would be to go after the one they love, right? But eventually, after months of the scheme and a severe sense of disappointment, the women would leave and Simon, unfazed, would simply move on to the next ones. Of course, not before becoming explicitly angered at the women who he had scammed hundreds of thousands of dollars out of for no longer standing by his side. After years of committing this scheme over and over and over and using his victims to fund his extravagant lifestyle and wooing new unsuspecting women into his life, the walls began to come crashing down. Soon, reporters would come to find out what had been happening and with the help of two of his victims, they brought his scam to light for the world to see. The Norwegian magazine VG wrote one of the first groundbreaking articles that plastered Simon's face, voice, and messages throughout their story. Now it was inescapable. And when the documentary came out, the whole world would know the truth. But while you would think we would all be in agreement about who the true villain of the story is, that's not necessarily what happened. Interestingly enough, the women, his victims, would face a massive amount of backlash. When I came back to London, I just thought the conversation would die out or I didn't expect anything. Well, I felt like I knew him a bit more, but I didn't really know him, know him. Like, how special was I? I felt special. Cecile like was leaves. one of the main women involved in the story of Simon Lviv. When they met in 2018, he took her on a simple coffee date at his expensive hotel. He apologized because he wanted to spend more time with her, but he had a business trip he had to leave for. But maybe she would like to come. After a quick Google search to confirm his identity, Cecile obliged and their relationship began. Soon, he would start sending her flowers and expensive gifts and even told her they would move in together. But then it all came crashing down and he ran his now infamous scheme. By the end, she wound up in over $200,000 in debt. She had been convinced that Simon was going to be her prince, the same one that she had been waiting for her entire life. But instead, he was her nightmare. And at first, she was heartbroken to find out that the man she thought she loved had all been a lie. But then as reality set in, she thought of the money. How did she give up so much money? Well, according to her, she felt like she had been brainwashed, something that she never could have imagined would happen to her. But this was a full-time con man who put everything into scamming her. Pernilla, another victim, never actually started a romantic relationship with Simon, but was scammed nonetheless. And it was pretty much the same story. He took her on fun, extravagant trips with his supposed girlfriend, all funded by another one of his victims. They developed a close, friendly relationship, and when she was in too deep, the tables turned. He was in danger and needed money. So wanting to help her friend, she obliged. Eventually, she would realize what was happening and go to Simon in a sting operation with VG Magazine. After being given a fake watch by the con man as supposed reimbursement, she called him out, only to be met with his anger and wrath. In the end, she too would lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. Another woman named Eileen Charlotte was lucky enough to find out about the scam after VG released their article on the other two victims. So she decided to take matters into her own hands. She had already lost some money to Simon, but she had a plan. Instead of calling him out or ghosting him, she decided to do something a little different. She played along. She convinced him to send his fancy designer clothes so she could sell them to help with the danger he was in. She promised she would send him the money, only that's not what happened. Instead, she kept everything, she sold the clothing one by one and kept the money, which was about $10,000. Sure, it wouldn't make up for the $140,000 she had lost, but the fact that she had scammed the scammer herself was its own sense of satisfaction. 
the woman is seriously my hero here. But even after the Netflix film was released and the women told their stories, Simon just kept on going. A young woman came out into a television interview after the documentary to say that she too had been a victim of Simon's. After the film's release, he reached out to her to adamantly deny the accusations against him and convinced her it had all been lies. She said, "'He went over with me every woman who had complained about him, and each one he had told me how it was lies and he was right. He doesn't look like a criminal hunting for a mark.' When she told him that she needed a new car, he promised her that he would get her a new BMW. And again, sounds awesome, right? But soon, like it always had before, the script flipped. Suddenly, he was asking her to take out various loans to help him, and over the course of several days, she transferred him over $130,000. Maybe it's no surprise that another woman would fall for his lies after the way the internet seemed to react to his original victims. Many actually called them gold diggers who deserved what happened to them. The internet exploded with attacks against them with one Twitter user writing, the Tinder swindler really fucked me off. How can women be so stupid? How can you just take out a 25,000 euro loan because some man's enemies, have we not learned anything? I don't even know how to take out a loan, what the fuck? Clearly, people didn't seem to have empathy or any sympathy for that matter either. To his victims, he wasn't some random man. He was someone they loved. What would you do to help someone you loved? Of course, We can't forget the fact that he made up an incredibly convincing backstory and manipulated the hell out of the women anytime they remotely attempted to say no to him, including threats to their own safety. And sure, maybe you wouldn't have done it, but it's not hard to see what happened. And with everything just out in the open, you would hope that there would be some sort of justice for the actual monster here, not for the women, but for Simon. And I hate to break it to you, but that's not exactly what happened here. The Tinder swindler banned from the Tinder app and other swindler, dating sites. Thanks to the popular Netflix Tinder swindler, the popular documentary that chronicles the woeful tales of three women who thought they'd met the man of their dreams on Tinder, only to later say he scammed them out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. But the dating app Lothario says that is just not true. He is speaking out with- After Netflix decided to blow up Simon's scam, his whole life was turned upside down at least for a short bit of time. He was working overtime trying to convince the world that he had done nothing wrong and that the women who decided to speak out had all lied. But multiple women who seemed to share the exact same story about one person? I don't know, that doesn't seem very made up to me. But according to him, he's done nothing wrong. He says he's just a single guy that wanted to meet some girls on Tinder. And sure, sure thing, Simon. Not only did he not scam women out of a shit ton of money, but that identity fraud thing too, That was also bullshit, apparently. Of course, he never pretended to be the heir to a diamond dynasty. That would be wild. He was a legitimate businessman that had made money the honest way, by buying Bitcoin, of course. His using Bitcoin as his excuse is kind of one of the funniest things in the world to me. Like, no, I wasn't involved in the scam you're talking about, but I am probably involved in a different type of scam. Like, that's just wonderful reasoning there, my friend. He seemed to find the entire situation hilarious and amusing, but I'm sure his victims weren't quite as amused as he continued to amass his fame, even hiring a talent agent. He might not get a chance to put that to use though, as he's in a bit of legal trouble. Eventually, after Netflix plastered his face and voice everywhere for the world to see, Simon had nowhere to hide. He had been running to avoid being arrested for fraud for quite some time now, but now that everyone knew what he looked like and his multiple aliases, there was really no more dark places to kind of lurk around in. Simon became a wanted man in multiple countries, including Israel, Sweden, England, Germany, Denmark, and Norway. By July, 2019, he was caught after he attempted to enter Greece with a fake passport. Soon he was sent back to Israel to face trial for his previous crimes and, you know, 
the new ones he committed while being active on the run. Soon, he would face his trial for fraud in the Israel courtrooms, and while they didn't quite go his way, I wouldn't say that very much justice was served either. He was convicted of fraud and sentenced to 15 months in prison, and also instructed to pay his victims the equivalent of $43,289, which is kind of like nothing. And when I say it's kind of like nothing, I know that's a lot of money. I just mean in context of the amount of money he was like amassing and actually stealing to only have to pay that amount back is like nothing. In his sentencing, he said he was sorry about everything and wanted to pay his debt back to society. But was he really sorry? Well, probably not, but that's at least what he said in his words. In the end, after all of the effort spent in catching him and trying to bring him to justice, he wound up serving five months in prison after being released on good behavior. That doesn't mean he's completely given up his scamming ways though, or that he's facing the legal consequences of his actions. After all, we can't forget that he literally impersonated billionaires to enrich his scheme. And as it turns out, when you claim to be a member of a giant, rich, super important family, they don't take very kindly to it. Who would have thought that? In March, the actual Lviv family decided to sue the fake Simon for pretending to be a member of their family and receiving benefits for doing so. But this is just the beginning, they claim. They say there will certainly be more lawsuits in the future. The family attorney said in a statement, in the next phase, we will file a monetary suit against Simon and any other affiliate that will work with him, including some website that has joint ventures with Simon and or has offered to buy cameos from him. Anyone that will try to capitalize from this scheme will be sued. And ah yes, pissing off a giant family ripe with billionaires and family lawyers. I'm sure that will not come back to bite you in the ass at all. Now, I haven't actually been able to find the results of this case and it's very likely that it's still pending. So we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. But I do have a weird feeling that the billionaire family will probably win against the shady ass scam artist, but that's just my opinion. Who knows, strange things happen every day. Maybe he will win. He seemed to avoid any real justice so far, so the ball's kind of in his court. For the time being, he seems to just be reveling in his infamy and continuing to live the high life without having to put any actual work in whatsoever. He uses the popular site Cameo to sell videos of himself to fans for almost $200 a pop, and he's even introduced NFTs and t-shirts into the marketplace. He even pokes fun of himself on the website, which says, my enemies are after me. I'm so glad he thinks scamming women out of hundreds of thousands of dollars is such a good joke. However, he does claim that he's doing some good and his website states that a portion of his proceeds will go to the Global Fund for Children. Not even a tiny bit of me believes that this is true, but of course that's just my opinion based on who he is as a person. I would love to see if he actually provides proof of those donations. So until then, we're just kind of guessing. Even with yet another arrest warrant in Germany hanging in the balance to ruin his good time, he's still out there living life to the fullest. While German officials state that he's defrauded over $10 million from women and companies and they're waiting for him to show his face in Europe, he's just running around free to continue scamming. Apparently, he has even signed a deal with an American-based company that pays for his use of private jets, expensive cars, and the likes. And that sounds kind of made up, but this is America, so I could 100% see this kind of being true, unfortunately. Allegedly, all Simon has to do to keep this sweet deal is transfer 25% of his earnings over to the company. And wouldn't you know it, he hasn't done that. In fact, he apparently owes them about $2 million. He also lied from the start and told them that part of his earnings would come from a lawsuit he was planning to win against Netflix. He never actually filed that lawsuit though. So, I mean, what can you do? Scammer's gonna scam, right? It's kind of your fault for partnering with a known scam artist at that point. 
People who are allegedly close to him say that he has never worked honestly in his life, so it seems unlikely he'll actually change. We'll probably wind up hearing more about him at some point in the future, and I seriously doubt this will be the end of the Tinder swindler story. But while we wait to hear on what else is going to happen with Simon, there are other stories that will continue to appear with a hue of similarity to the schemer. Sure, he might have been kicked off all those dating sites, but other scammers can run rampant, and one of them just got caught in the likeliest of places, the United States. Florida, to be precise. So, Florida man strikes again. And before we go on to learn about the Florida man Tinder swindler copycat, let's go ahead and take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. Remember those New Year's goals that you promised you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. HelloFresh now has over 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you can say bye-bye to your recipe rut and treat yourself and your family to new exciting flavors every single week. And they mean it. Let me go ahead and pull open my app and give you like a little taste of the flavor profile for what I'm seeing coming up for future boxes. So for me, I'm supposed to have a box delivered today actually. And inside that box, I have falafel power bowls with spinach, creamy dressing, and garlicky pita bread. Then I have meatloaf a la mom with potato wedges, broccoli, and gravy. That's like a hall of fame recipe. It's one of their best. It's absolutely amazing if you've never tried it. Then I'm gonna be trying the shawarma chickpea lettuce wraps with Israeli salad, pistachios, and lemon garlic yogurt, which sounds absolutely freaking amazing. And then the Indian style chicken curry with rice, bell pepper, onion, and cilantro. But again, there's over 40 options you can pick from every week. That's just what's coming in my box for me this week, and I'm very excited to get them cooking. And what's really awesome about HelloFresh is it doesn't matter your lifestyle or meal preferences because they have recipes that are sure to please everyone. From fit and wholesome to veggie and family friendly, you're always going to find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. And you can customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides or even adding a protein to a veggie dish. And now you can upgrade to organic chicken and organic ground beef too. So if you're ready to get cooking in the kitchen this year, make sure you go to hellofresh.com MLM65 and use code MLM65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's hellofresh.com MLM65. Use code MLM65 for 65% off plus free shipping. This episode is also sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Because let's be honest, everything's getting more expensive. So if you can find a coupon to save you some money, why wouldn't you? I've been using Honey like years before they ever sponsored me. So I think I've been using them since like 2016 or 17, like something insane like that when I used to shop with like Fashion Nova all the freaking time. So it's been a long history with Honey. And Honey is just super easy to use. You just shop on whatever your favorite sites you wanna shop on are. And then when you go to check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons, wait a few seconds as it looks for coupons. And if it finds a working one, you'll just watch the prices drop. I just moved recently, which is why everything's kind of been all over the place with schedule, why I haven't been streaming, yada, yada, yada. You guys know the deal. Moving is an absolute mess as per usual. And so now I'm trying to buy, you know, little things here and there. Like I need to buy like new toilet brushes and I need to buy like new rugs and stuff like that. So as I've been doing my shopping, Honey's been right there to give me 10, 15, 20, even 30% off coupons where it can. And that has been helpful every step of the way. And Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and you can save on the go. So if you don't already have Honey, you could just be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash MLM. Again, that's joinhoney.com slash MLM. 
So now it's time to talk about Florida Man, otherwise known as Brian Brainerd Wedgworth, who now has the very fun nickname of the Casanova Scammer. It's not quite as complex or ridiculous as Simon Levives by any chance, but he did try to be a copycat of sorts for sure. Now, he did not pretend to be the heir of a diamond fortune or have a whole drawn out scheme about some secret enemies being mysteriously after him. Instead, he decided to go the much simpler route. He just told a bunch of women that he was a surgeon. Over the span of at least five years, Wedgworth used about 10 different dating profiles to go after unsuspecting women. Sure, he wasn't pretending to be a wealthy diamond mogul, but he did convince women that he was a successful surgeon in at least eight different hospitals. His scam was by all means fairly simple. After meeting a woman online, he would take them out on a date. There he would do what any good scammer does, love bomb the ever living shit out of them. Pretty much the same way Simon did to his unsuspecting victims. He promised he would take care of them and even pay off their debts if they needed. If there was ever any doubt as to who he was, he had a fancy little presentation waiting on standby that could authenticate the fact that he was a doctor. Like Simon, he never hid his face and never distorted his voice. He pulled his scam in the open, which only made it that much easier for the women he was after to trust him. Take for example, Takesha Johnson. The owner of her own salon, Perfected Creations, she had her whole life figured out. The only thing missing was a partner to share it with. So she did what most other people in this day and age do and jumped on a dating site. There, she met a man named Brian L. Adams, or the man that we now know as the Casanova scammer. In the beginning, he was charming. He was passionate, educated, and of course, a surgeon. He was even the one that first asked Johnson to FaceTime so he could confirm her identity. Basically, he played the Uno reverse card. He made her feel like the one that had to confirm she was telling the truth. That way she felt more comfortable and would never ask him. But then he did something a little odd for someone that she had just met on an internet dating site. He asked her what her financial situation was. And sure, this definitely made her feel a little nervous, but she thought it would be fine. She told him she was broke and hey, if he was a scammer, he wouldn't have disappeared in that moment, right? And when he didn't, they carried on with Johnson feeling safe and secure in the new relationship. He offered to pay off her debts and sent her an astonishing $20,000 to pay her mortgage. There was just one problem. He didn't have $20,000 to give. He asked her to split the money into separate bank accounts to pay for her bills and even convinced her to buy $3,000 worth of watches for him. He told her financing them would be a great way to fix her credit and he would pay her back, of course. But unfortunately, that's where everything went wrong. When she tried to pay her bills, they bounced back. None of the money had ever existed. It was all fraudulent. She was just one of the many women who had fallen for his tricks. Unlike Simon, he didn't normally ask for a large sum of money. He wasn't living a very lavish lifestyle. Instead, he would simply ask for luxury goods, just a little bit at a time from multiple women to keep up the scheme. One time, he even got tickets to the Sugar Bowl college football game between Clemson and Alabama. Eventually though, he too was caught. By the time the law finally caught up to him, he had stolen about $1.3 million worth of gifts from nearly 24 women from multiple states. After being apprehended, he pled guilty to 25 counts of fraud, including money laundering, wire fraud, mail fraud, and aggravated identity theft. Now he faces nearly 20 years in prison for his scam. So the question here is, were the watches and tickets to football games really worth it? Schemes like this seem to happen almost every day. Back in 2022, a man was sentenced to 14 years in prison after he and others conducted an online scam posing as military personnel on dating sites. They tricked over 40 victims out of their money. It was again, the same old story, the love bombing, the trust building, and then the scam. The biggest lesson here is to really just keep an eye out. 
Even if you can Google a person and find nothing terrible immediately pops up, that doesn't mean it's safe either. The best rule of thumb is if they start asking you for any types of money or gifts or anything like that, it's probably time to run. If they are immediately love bombing you with gifts or amazing phone calls or oh so important good morning text messages, maybe keep your guard up just a little bit. And most importantly, if people could just stop scamming people who are simply looking for love, that would be lovely. But with all of that being said, that's where we're going to end today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays on Tuesday because uh, it's Valentine's Day and I kind of thought that would be cuter to do this on Valentine's Day. So ta-da, I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day if you celebrate. If you're like me and just kind of believe Valentine's Day is more of like just corporate shenanigans, then have a fantastic Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Uh, if you liked it, of course, please like, follow, subscribe, all that goodness. And if you wanna catch up with me outside of these episodes, click my Linktree link. You're gonna find links to all of my social media and projects I'm involved in. So thank you so much for spending some of your time here with me today. I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.